0: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash spoken today. It's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! at over! He's ready! Oh! It's gonna be the biggest battleground in the history of our sport.
1: Peaky Rainbow, it's the Cultaholic Classic Nitro review. Huzzah! Right. All right, hey. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been at least a hot week. Yeah. At least a hot week since we went back in time and watched every episode of Monday Nitro from the beginning to its bitter end or ours. Who be we? I'll be Fake Geordie, radio presenter with that portfolio. TNA
0: ring announcer Tom Campbell. Uh, I am with. Impact Wrestling? Well, I'll be TNA next year. Well, it's not TNA yet, Tom. I'll be soon to Don't be. Don't get too far ahead of yourself with the TNA branding. Once again, I've been told Just be careful, to check Tom. myself before <laughs> I wreck myself.
1: I'm with the resident WCW kid, uh, the Shredder to Sam Driver. You right. Dungarees today. Yeah. Big fan.
0: Yeah, they're nice and comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you bringing them back like Mario did I that think I think it's me. I think they've been back for a little while, but I'm, I'm, I'm wearing them. I like yeah. them. A good yeah. shout, it's a good shout. What's yeah. new, what's new, Pussycat? Uh, nothing much, just, just a lot of late nights. Uh, just working like a f- fucking machine. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, if I feel
0: if I seem spaced out today, I, I'm just sleepy, just a oh. sleepy bean. Did, what time did you get to bed last night? Uh, I was lucky last night because I got the render set away before I did the stream, and then I got it uploading after the stream ended. And I got home and I got to bed by about half twelve, o'clock ish, and then tonight. Probably going to work through a bit. And then tomorrow morning, I've got to walk my sister to um, the bus stop at like 4.30 a.m. Because it's like 4.30 a.m., I may as well just come straight to work. No oh. point going home and then like sitting there for like three hours doing nothing and then going in because I'll just fall asleep. So I'm just going to have to come in tomorrow at like five o'clock. I'm uh, going uh, to do the Tom Campbell stop.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to find the bus stop because I've got to leave the house at four thirty in the morning
0: <laughs> tomorrow as well.
1: Great. So I wish yeah. I'll, I'll come find you
0: <laughs> and kill you. And then, yes, Saturday I'll be doing news with Fraser. Uh, and then it will just be a case of. Um, work until until it's done. I've just got to work until the mega project's done, but it's nearly over. Oh, I can't wait until we can
1: actually tell you what the mega project is.
0: It's nearly over. I can just edit a top 10 list after this. It'll be banging. You'll be bored. It'll be so nice. You'll be so bored. Oh, no. I I can't wait to have an evening.
1: See, what happens is Sam Driver has been so deep (laughs) into this project, at least once a week for about an hour and a half. I pull him out a bit like from the Matrix. I unplug yeah. you and go, right, come on, we've got and to talk about Nitro. Sometimes
0: I'm a right little bitch about it, so I apologise. <laughs> it,
1: it's just like, God damn. When have you been a little bitch about it?
0: Many times.
1: I don't, well, <laughs> if you have, well, I, I will say this in your in your defence. If you have been a little bitch about it, you haven't been a little bitch to my face about it and you've covered it well. Good. So that's good. That's, good. that's what I want to hear. <laughs> you kept me in the dark
0: and I'm proud of it. I think sometimes it's helped I've just remembered i have got to do 18 pages of voiceover tomorrow.
1: No, no, do not put, do not put the headset back on for the Matrix yet. <laughs> back in '96 we go. Come on, oh, who fancies oh, a slim jim and Roman some Roman
0: Catholic primary school? Everybody, oh, who
1: fancies some horse-flavoured uh, crispy pancakes? You can't Come play on. play Power
0: Rangers because it's too violent. Oh, what's that in the
1: pack of crisps I've got? It's a Tazo. There we go. <laughs>
0: What's that, Emmy Frosty? It's bike spokes. We're to, back to, in I 96. I'd take it really dark then and be like, Father Jack, no. <laughs> uh, but that's that's actually a thing that happened after we left school. Yeah. Like our parents had to do the whole sit down of like, so was he ever inappropriate toward <gasps> you? And it was like, no, because we are Protestants. Oh, no. Oh, uh, my God. So I was always back of the line. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> not in that regard, in church, because we had to do like mass twice a week, uh, so like I'd always be at the back of the line for bread and wine, uh, or Ribena or whatever it was, because I was Protestant, I was like the only Protestant kid in my school, other than my brother when he joined, um, and everybody else would get their fucking communion, wine and wafer, and I had to do this, cross my arms, and the priest would just look away. Oh, and so I think I'm lucky bro. that I was Church of England because that's how I didn't get diddled. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of them weeks, Tom. Nitro. God I... bless King Henry VIII. Can't wait to see what makes the cut from this. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. <laughs> it must. When you, when you
1: said I did that to cover myself, I thought you then do a trust fall. <laughs> Into the font and just fall back in the font and have a little swim hey look halcyon days 1996 we live in today sam driver <laughs> september the 16th 1996 we are removed from war games war game. which is nice considering we're in the season of war games yeah and for the first time ever the the son of the man who invented it is having a go in in the in the one in 2023 at least
0: i don't think he should no, he nah. shouldn't play in his dad's house. No, nah, just, just, just get rid of it. Nobody likes war games. Oh, it's terrible. It's you a terrible monster.
1: Te- just bring The back- second most controversial I thing want- you've said
0: today. Just every pay-per-view should just be called Hell in a Cell. No matter the match, no matter the, the quality of the oh. feud, just put them all in the cell. Only one match of the night is allowed to use the cell itself. Just think of like war games where they've got both <laughs> rings, but you're only really supposed to use one ring at a time when you're not in the war games match. That, but you're just not you're not even allowed to look at the cell. You just got to <laughs> wrestle while staring at your feet.
1: What? <laughs> this is only slightly above the idea. Cody of looking wrestling. like
0: Skinner on the poster as well. I love that.
1: <laughs> I thought he looked like
0: bloody the stalker Barry Windham from the, on that the poster. That was Skinner. The Skinner! stalker. Skinner was just fucking hat, wasn't he? Hat and chewing tobacco.
1: Alligator Man and, uh, and uh, the, the, the principal of the school. In Springfield. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, can't talk about the new one. We have to talk about the old one. Exactly, Tom. Just removed from it. So let's talk about how the world of WCW faces in 1996, of the September 16th. Uh, the WCW world title is going to be declared vacant after Halloween Havoc. Once again. The belt is going to go to the winner of the 60-man three-ring Battle Royal.
0: How do we know this?
1: Fuck your two-ring. Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer. That well, it's bullshit then. Says Eric so. Bischoff
0: himself has told me that anything that man says should be discounted. What, t- Therefore, even if of- this happens, Meltzer didn't say it if it happened, right? <laughs> he lied Can't about be right. it. Yeah, he lied about it. And then they just happened to do it. And then it made him look right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, he somehow went back
1: in time. Yeah. He's a ta- it's more likely that he's a time traveller than correct.
0: In fairness, we're either heading toward the Judge Dredd universe or the, the the Terminator universe. It's one of the two. I'd take Judge Dredd.
1: I think we talked about this and I think I would take the Judge Dredd one as well. Yeah. Because I'm not. If I can be boy. like chief
0: judge and just be like, walk too slowly. Oh wow! Shot to the kneecaps. I <laughs> feel know? like I feel like you shouldn't be trusted with that kind of power. No, I think I'd be
1: great. Uh, I, I know. I know you. Th- <laughs> I know you think you'd be great. I, I know I'd be class.
0: I know you. You think know, like you'd be you're, just, you're taking too long looking at the board in the sandwich shop while the woman's going, "What do you want?" then just, you know, baseball back around the back of the knees. It's not all death. <laughs> <laughs> just some of it's maiming. Yeah. It's fine. just a yeah. nice bit of pain. Uh, and uh,
1: we're looking at 60 <laughs> men in pain in the three-ring battle royal for the vacant world title, according to The Observer. Uh, it's because they don't, wanna, they don't want Hogan to lose to anybody. So let's vacate yeah. it every year for the three-ring battle royal. Uh. What's the point? of having a belt that you vacate every November. It's just yeah, wherever every set October or it's, it's whatever. It's just it's useless. It's useless. Yeah, it just mean it doesn't mean out. Uh, also, uh, talk has gone very quiet on NWO tag team titles. I don't know whether this was something that was somewhat lost in translation, right? Because remember, a few weeks back we had one of those following announcements paid for by the New World Order. Yeah, bits, and. Um, we had, like, at one point, Nash kind of half say, we're going to be NWO Tag Team Champions. And then yeah. it was never mentioned again. According to Dave, the plan was going to be to introduce NWO Tag Team titles.
0: I See, I think that's bollocks. I think yeah. that the whole crack is just... I, I think that... I think the whole crack was either he misspoke and meant to say NWO would be tag team champions, or they could have had them and had like their own vanity titles. Yeah, There was plans, obviously, for them to eventually have their own show, et cetera, which we'll get into today, mm-hmm. which would then warrant their own N- uh, NWA titles and stuff, uh, Sorry, NWO titles and stuff like that. Uh, so I can see it either way, but at the same time, part of me also thinks it was just sort of, it was just Nash just saying something as an aside and then rumors built, and then it's become this, yeah. But at the same time, I could see it being discussed.
1: Well, apparently it's not being discussed now. And the plan is uh, expect them to be world tag champs by the end of the year.
0: There's going to be Glacier tag team (laughs) titles instead.
1: Just ice cold belt.
0: (laughs) Ah, It's just an ice sculpture every week. But the the quality of ice sculptors differs. So sometimes they're too big, too small, entirely already too (laughs) melted by the time they get them into the arena. Can we not just keep one and freeze it? No, brand new ice sculpture every week. Every week. That's the rule. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine the costs of a freezer van? To drive that around the country, it'd be cheaper to get one every week. could put glacier some redneck well. and a chainsaw, make a belt out of that, mate. All right. Hey, <laughs> hey here's some fun
1: logistics-based news, yeah. right? Steve Regal took the WCW TV title to England this month. Nice. They barely mentioned it on Nitro. I don't think they mentioned it on Nitro this week. I think they might have mentioned it on Saturday night. The he mentioned, and this was something that was talked about <laughs> in the Observer because Steve Regal wants to make it like a traveling TV title. Yes, he wants to take it around the world. So this week, he wasn't on Nitro because he was taking part in the All-Star Wrestling Lord Stephen Regal World Tour events. Nice. One in Croydon, one in Bristol. On both occasions, he successfully defended the WCW television title against Robbie
0: Brookside. So there's a name. Isn't that a delicious delicious. name? I was about to say, before I started giggling, um, as we're going to find out tonight, if it doesn't happen on the show itself, in the arena and or the broadcast nobody knows it's like a bottle universe it's like at the end of every week when it fades to black they all just power down and they put them in the back of a truck take them to the next place plug them all in and they turn back on and they wrestle and they announce and they do everything because it seems like wcw just massive oversight on one of the main story threads here going on um but it seems like if it doesn't happen on broadcast then they have no idea. So no wonder they weren't promoting yeah. Regal being away. There we go, where's Regal at? <laughs> where's he gone to? He was supposed to be wrestling. <laughs> we, we powered him down over there. He seems to have vanished. Did it, you put him in the truck? <laughs> oh, it's like Westworld. He's come to life. <laughs> Become sentient. Would they just put him in boxes, like cardboard boxes? Or would they have like... I don't know like the f- fucking Alton Towers pull down style seats that they sit them in <laughs>
1: and they're just hanging there like yeah. meat in the back of the truck I'm just gonna mute slack keep going keep going I think so um hey we'll stay we'll stay with uh, we'll stay with pu- with transportation here because on Saturday be Saturday night just before uh, war Games, just before fall brawl we mm. have we have the, the uh, video of Paul White smashing up Lex Luger's car.
0: Yes. Uh, oh God,
1: b- I forgot about that. A little bit of blowback from the NWO destroying Lucas Cadillac. So they rented the Cadillac uh, for this scene. Yeah. The agreement with the rental place is there would be a bit of damage, but they cover the damage. Yeah. However, they got a little bit. Um, they got a little bit over. Over went a bit over the top. Right. In the heat of the moment, just a little bit. They just fucking obliterated the car. Paul White had to buy the Cadillac. <laughs>
0: It just sounds... <laughs> to appease the rental company. Like, it's so stupid. Just send some staffer in there that nobody notices or recognizes or would ever understand. Like the guy from Merch. Send the guy from Merch in to fucking go rent the caddy. Trash the fucking thing. Have him take it back and go, got hit by a deer, but my boss will take care of it. Hand him a card and fuck off. Better to ask for forgiveness than permission, right? Exactly. And then what are they going to do? Complain? You could just lie. Say that he works at like a steel mill. Hit a deer, sorry. I think because it's on telly. Swap the license plates. That's true. i no yeah. Or do, do, do we have to do? And just smash up Fink's car. Or just without don't telling ever if... take it back. Just abandon it. We'll <laughs> find it eventually. A police report will shit. come in for an abandoned, smashed up Cadillac. <laughs> There'll be a whole like, murder case going on. Then they'll realize nobody was in the car. And they'll be like, okay, yeah. they'll check the vehicle identification number. And then they'll trace it back and go, oh, it's yours, mate. And he go, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where I put that. Yeah, well, he needs a fake ID. <laughs> I've been walking everywhere. <laughs> Get on the dark web. <laughs> one real
1: story before we get into Nitro this week I love this uh, a a a mother called WCWHQ complaining this week because her five year old son whilst playing with his one year old brother you could stick it Jack or, or even better than that spray painted nwo on his back
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, inspired delicious. by what
1: he'd seen on the telly delicious his mum walked in to see a five-year-old
0: with a one-year-old boy just playing around on the floor,
1: spray painting him NWO. Right. He
0: was five. I was about to say, how old was he? Oh, he was five. Uh, but I was going to say, if it was like twelve, I was about to howl because it's like, yeah, for sure. Like you'd hit your brother with a pile driver and really mess up his neck and stuff. But like on the living room floor. But like that's one thing. You wouldn't just fucking go get spray paint, and spray paint all over the house while your brothers writhing around. Stay still. Just need to spray paint NWO on you. <laughs> You're too sweet, brother. <laughs> So there you go. Fun stories
1: from the world of WCW. We get into hour one of Nitro for September 16th, 1996. Mm. Uh, your hosts are Tony Schiavone and Larry Zabisco. We recap four brawl war games from last night. WCW's rather tough defeat. We saw that brilliant war games ending again with uh, uh, the power of still photography guiding us through it. It's yes. where Sting turned up, proving that he wasn't a turncoat. Helped WCW, then went sod off. I'm on way. I and am a
0: turncoat. Fuck you. Yeah,
1: I'm now gonna be a turncoat. Yeah. Later, potato. You
0: want benefit ben- Benedict Sting nulled, Then you you you've got him. <laughs>
1: Old Benedict Arnold Sting over there. Yeah,
0: Benedict Sting nulled <laughs>
1: We also see uh, the reuniting of Liz and Randy Savage at the end of the night, where Savage gets beaten up and well, Liz see, comes see, to save
0: him. You see pictures of it, just to reiterate what Tom said there. Mm. If you want to see clips, you may as well just buy the whole fucking show. Yeah, buy the replay, you yeah. cowards.
1: Buy just the buy replay. It. Buy it. Uh, it's back. only
0: like $50. Come on.
1: To reiterate what the Observer said last week, Hulk Hogan wanted to end the show by pile-driving Liz. Mm. And they went, no! Just spray paint her. That'll be fine. But he was like, oh, I could, I could pile driver brother. That would have been, that'd have been <laughs> something else. It's the
0: way they handle this whole recap, because Lex basically gets the blame for the entire thing.
1: Yeah, Lex, Lex gets, gets a like, Lex
0: gets, like, dumped with the blame of the loss. So they blame WCW's future uh, going to shit on him. No. And then it's like they spray-painted Liz for fuck's sake. How dare they? Yeah, Luke, Lex. <laughs> I want Lex just to get the blame for everything
1: this week. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not Lex's biggest fan, as as you've probably picked up in my subtle tones on the podcast. But I thought it was unfair that he gets the blame for everything. Yeah, you know, like no one trusted Sting, especially not. Is it maybe? I don't
0: know because for- no, how the fuck can you trust Luger at all? He's the least trustworthy person. Exactly. So fuck Luger in this regard. Actually, yeah, fuck him because he spent months going, "I'm a bad guy," "I'm a good guy." <laughs> I'm a bad guy. Oh, I'm a good guy. Oh, which one what am I, am I going to be? I'm not a consistent tweener, so this isn't going to work. But whoa. Oh, oh, oh. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, am I going to hit you with that? No, I'm not. He turned around. He <laughs> caught me. Here's the chair. I was handing it to you <laughs> while holding it like a fucking baseball bat. I'm not gifted enough
1: in the acting department <laughs> to truly get the nuance of this storyline Yeah,
0: After a straight year of that storyline, no, Lex deserves the blame.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Larry Zabisco does say we should have trusted Sting, but he takes grievance with the fact that Sting feels, feels upset about it. He says Sting getting his feelings hurt. On that subject, Larry says, if you're going to be a sensitive individual, get a job with Mother Teresa.
0: And then they reveal some colossal news that they should have been aware of all along, mm. which is that Sting was actually in Japan. Yeah, surely somebody could have gone eyes in Japan, which it just lends credence to the fact that they just power everybody down. They don't remember anything and that's it. Like, it, 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 How can you not know Or Sting's in Japan? This can't possibly be Sting, can it? You could have at least thrown one of those in. Could someone have not
1: asked Mike Powell, the head of logistics, and just going, have you seen Steve Borden? Oh, yeah, we gave him flight tickets to Japan. So he's, he's resting in Japan at the moment. Ah, well, that
0: explains a lot. No one asked Mike Powell. If this was like 2027, because it's probably going to happen by that point, we'd all have chips in us with our, like, identification on it. yeah. Uh, because, you know, totalitarianism's coming back in style, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I, essentially, they'd be able to prove that it's not Sting. Mm. They'd just be like, oh, that's Jeff Farmer. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that's, that's copyright theft, that is. <laughs> Well, you're not even on the payroll. <laughs> get out. <laughs> Sharking around for a job. I'll, I will take this on face value
1: alone. I hear Sting's resting in Japan tonight. But you would have thought, I mean, it shows you also what a shit friend Luger is.
0: Yeah, Because Luger would have known. Luger should have known. Half the fucking locker room should have known that Sting was in Japan. Yeah. But then later on, Sting may not have been in Japan after all. So we'll get back to it.
1: Messy business. Anyway, fans of the New World Order, or as I've called them throughout the night, goobers in New World Order t-shirts, are at the entrance to the venue distributing flyers. Oh, you
0: mean the young, parentless boys out front of the venue on their own? Them ones. That seem to know the NWO. Yeah. Is there nobody asking
1: these questions in 1996. No, they just they're just happy just to. I guess I guess the parents just happy that they're out the house.
0: The NWO they, Street Team. <laughs> the NWOs. The, what well, if they like became an actual gang? What if all those lads now like all have NWO tattoos and they're actually like a menacing street gang? Maybe they have reunions. Maybe they do. I'd love that. They all get together and watch Nitro on Monday. Oh.
1: oh <laughs> if you were in the NWO Street Team. We'd love to hear from you. Like, I want to meet somebody in the NWO gang. I want to meet one of the gang. You know, they go, hey, do you remember that time we handed out flyers at
0: the arena? Oh, great. Oh, days. God, great times. Oh, yeah. lovely no times.
1: I don't care about interviewing the other NWO. I want to interview the street team <laughs> for NWO because, my God, you earned that £4.90 tonight. You really did. Uh, we're opening the night with a bit of a banger. The WWE Cruiserweight title's on the line. Rey Mysterio against Hooven 2 Guerrera. Now, during the match, Tony Schiavone reveals, initially the NWO won a segment on Nitro. Yeah. Uh, as by, by virtue of winning the, uh, the War Games match, they get a segment on Nitro, which they capitalized
0: on tonight by not having a segment on Nitro. Yeah, and then they allude to the fact that they, they just get to make a demand...
1: Yeah. WCW
0: has to grant later in the night. They've been very vague on what they've yeah. actually won. You're gonna win something if you win the match. You win a
1: thing. <laughs> but it's no. Ooh, look at it. It's in a box. Ooh. But they definitely alluded to a segment, like a, yeah. an official segment. But the thing is now they're no longer demanding a segment.
0: They want their own show. Those pieces of shit. Shitbags. How dare they? From the Observer. Also, how how are they gonna do it? They're all friends. They're, they're gonna wrestle each other. They're just going to sit on a couch and talk about Nitro? I presume it'd be like a...
1: I don't know. Who who on their right mind would listen to two people just talking about Nitro? It's bollocks, isn't it? Like I can't ever half. see that happen. What
0: would be the point
1: <laughs> without any wrestling happening? Just yeah. two people talking about Mostly it. Mostly
0: just not even about the wrestling I as well. They, yeah, wandering off They'd on tangents. They just waffle on. Yeah. About fucking the conspiracy theories.
1: and yeah. the rubbish.
0: Like the fact that Juventud Guerrera, the Juice, is actually OJ Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't believe me Tom, do the glove's fit. <laughs> Not a lot of people know, it. but following his highly publicized and controversial murder trial acquittal, OJ chose to don a mask and become a cruiserweight luchador for a while. Sports, acting, legally I can't say murder but definite liability of wrongful death and battery and now lucha libre what can't he do? <laughs> the man is a Swiss army knife. <laughs> That he never used. And nobody knew. Nobody (laughs) knew at the time that it was actually OJ. Well,
1: I mean, I didn't know until now. (laughs) Was he called the juice as a way of just
0: mocking people? It was kind of like, let's see if they notice. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Uh,
1: I should have really, we should have all seen that coming, really. All
0: the times he'd say like football things and he'd he'd just quote lines from the Naked Gun movies. (laughs) And they just, just yeah why didn't we figure that out nah.
1: Why didn't we look between the lines there? Uh, from the observer when it comes to the NWO demanding their own show the current plan is for NWO to get Saturday night or either one hour per week or two hours every other week. The NWO TV show is a cute idea, says Dave Meltzer. Who should know? He's a cutie himself. But I don't know if they can work it. Who will they wrestle? Same question you yeah. have. If it's the same WCW jobbers, it's obvious Great it's the same God. promotion. <laughs> Bischoff's going to hate you both. Uh, if they want to have competitive matches, it's not like they're going to wrestle each other. They'll have to use the bagwells of the world to put them over. Ted DiBiase will call a, announce no decision regarding play-by-play yet that mind of being given the thing
0: is it WCW and nwo kind of it's already a red hot feud right it's already massively massively popular you can i think it's a bit too soon to be jumping straight to give them a fucking show but certainly i think you can do it in a way where you have people just move across to their brand or you bring in external jobbers and that's kind of the part like the whole point of it initially Mm. is you're just watching them beat People down in like fake gimmicks, like there's a fake Lex Luger, gilberg level shit. But every match is a squash then. So why is it why is it worth watching? It's just, that that yeah.
1: is gonna run dry very quick.
0: Yeah, I think we should we should have a weather themed show instead,
1: <laughs> where well, they just do the weather reports? Yeah, I like it with music by the weather report.
0: <laughs> they actually have a weather themed show coming up eventually. Night, do, night, thunder. And- of
1: course they fucking. <laughs> <do>. <laughs> WCW light shower (laughs) from Wednesday mornings
0: WCW that fine rain that (laughs) really fine rain
1: it's the fine rain that soaks you through Michael Uh, Uvi versus Ray uh, high flying showcase into the break Ray does the embryonic version of the 619.
0: The Tiger faint which,
1: kick. Yeah, yeah, he uses it as like, but he uses it as like a tope fake out. Yeah. It's a taunt in WWNWO Revenge. No. It's very a taunt. Nice. Very
0: nice. Uh, but it, then he spins back and does a springboard hurricane runner onto the floor. It looks lovely. And then just before we go to break as well, we get another half-assed, we're sorry. Like South, like the, uh-huh. we're sorry, <laughs> Sting. <laughs> we're, sorry. we're so sorry, Sting. <laughs> we're so sorry. We're so sorry. Where were you, Sting? Ding? Uncle Albert. What a <laughs> banger.
1: <laughs> We're so sorry, Uncle Stinger. <laughs> so sorry that we thought you joined the NWO. Uh, Uvi's in charge after the break. An acai moonsault and a springboard 450 look lovely. But then we cut backstage. Backstage. There's a bunch of goobers with NWO placards. They are handing out more flyers. Moments later, Ray secures a victory with a top rope powerbomb countered from a Hurricane Rana. A hell of a finish!
0: It's a good thing we cut back. You wouldn't want to miss the finish.
1: Yeah, imagine if they miss a finish. To in, going backstage to some nothing. <laughs> Be, what an awful night we'd have. Great match with these two. Was very much a background with other stuff going on. But my yeah. God, they just gave us like five or six minutes. Well, it was really
0: just fun. Anytime they were on screen. I mean, they were on screen for most of it. There was only like a faint bit where they cut away. But it, it it's just electric, isn't it? it yeah. There's nothing like it at the time. So it, it's, it's you can't take your eyes off it. Uh, no, mean Gene Oakland
1: tonight. I can assume that he's just got a broken wrist and maybe frayed palms. Uh, it's competition
0: week actually. Right. It, it's like a league week. Okay. So he's he's off he's off doing it pro. <laughs> it's,
1: you know? it's Champions League.
0: He's got he can't let his team down.
1: <laughs> he's facing Bayern Munich this week. <laughs> so he's had to take the week off to go to go wank in Germany.
0: No, it's a serious <laughs> sport, Tom. They're a serious
1: team. (laughs) Is he wanking in Germany?
0: In tandem. Where's the lie? In tandem, but I don't know where the contest (laughs) was. We'll have to get on wankmatch.com.
1: Wankmatch.com will have a list of every (laughs) wank-based competition. (laughs) Uh, So this week, Mike Tanay is pulling pulling in. Uh,
0: He's backstage with Benoit and Steve McMichael with Deborah. With Debbie. And do you know that Debbie has a catchphrase? have you noticed debbie's catchphrase yet is it my husband my husband was in the a <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's all they allow it to say every week my husband
1: was in the nfa ANFA. ANFL. <laughs> good on you Debs. you nailed it <laughs> mongo <laughs> promised sting and leg luga if they fucked up war games they'd get a shoe in they fucked up war games so they're getting a shoe in i like the horsemen they're honest yeah and they stick to their promises yeah
0: you don't win three super bowl rings by backing down from your threats yeah my husband was in the anfl
1: anfl mm-hmm. Benoit cuts a cold and quiet promo and as today is thrown back to the ring mongo just goes ah <laughs> it's just funny
0: and then finally <laughs>
1: like he's suddenly like like he suddenly like someone steps on his foot or something
0: Then finally, the silence is broken. The silence is fucking broken. So, today throws to a word from Glacier. Now we've seen Glacier for about a year now, Mm -hmm. maybe longer, spinning kicks, dancing around outside some ice church, uh, and, and just generally looking like some sort of Mortal Kombat character. So you see him, you see how he looks, I'm expecting him to have like an Optimus Prime voice modifier on. He's going to be like a fucking robot. He's going to be like uh, this threatening kind of weird, you don't quite know where he stands. But at least he's on our side type guy. No, he just talks like Deborah. (laughs) He He just talks like Deborah. So he cuts to him like, and he's doing all this shit, and it fades down. And then he says, Glacier's a spirit inside of me. (laughs) He sounds like Wild West, the mayor of family (laughs) guy. It's like, shit like, the name Glacier was given to me by my master. Shit like that. And it's like, dead on arrival. Just dead on arrival. One fucking word in that accent. I was like, why isn't there a voice modifier? Why isn't there something cool going on here?
1: I have his entire transcript. Go on, then. Glacier's a spirit inside me. The name Glacier was given to me by my master as a tribute to the power from the elements. Bruce Lee just hit superstardom, and people like that encouraged me to learn martial arts. I traveled thousands of miles to Kyoto, Japan.
0: Reed got on a plane for a nice holiday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I went on a, on a business-sponsored trip to Tokyo, Japan, where an old master took me in as a student. He saw him off the fucking plane, didn't he? Hey, I'll come learn martial arts. 200 grand. Uh... He took me. He took. He taught me a bunch of styles. <laughs> a bunch of styles, combined the best styles, and then passed them along to me. So he went bit of martial arts, bit of footy, bit of chess. Fucking
0: off you go. He has darts, mate. He has darts. Bit of darts.
1: <laughs> Throughout my travels, I met now some. Stir of the
0: bovril. Stir <laughs> the bovril glacier. Bovril on. Bovril off.
1: <laughs> Throughout my travels, I met some of Japan's most Stirring phenomenal the wrestlers.
0: <laughs> So Where's Tom? He's
1: out back, stirring the buff. I believe. I believe that's what. I believe that's part of Mean Gene's training. <laughs> Throughout my travels, I've met some of Japan's most phenomenal wrestlers. I've not taken a great experience in wrestling and martial arts to develop something superior.
0: The way he says "great" is so fucking Tony the Tiger. <laughs>
1: great. <laughs> The armor and mask attributes to gladiators over the past hundreds of years It's not, mate, it's fucking Mortal Kombat. The symbol on my belt symbolizes universe. The symbol on my eye is ice, and then, fuck me. How did I not notice the fucking smiley face on his back until today?
0: That's not a smiley face.
1: (laughs) It looks like a novelty fucking door
0: knocker. It's the only, (laughs) it's actually the only cool bit of his outfit. (laughs) But the face on his back is there to remind him this
1: could be your this could be you looking behind my back. So if anyone comes up behind him, this fucking face going. So (laughs) Uh, I'm not done yet, mate. Hang on, keep going. I left the best for last. A glacier is a mass moving a mass moving ice. That's what I am. A mass moving towards my opponent. At a fucking
0: glacial pace.
1: <laughs> I fucking like, I love that. Oh, a glacier is a mass of ice moving towards you. Yeah, but famously really
0: fucking slow. In 10,000 years, I'll burn the other side of that ring and you'll be fucking sorry. <laughs> I am a mass moving towards my opponent to conquer that opponent
1: and win at any cost. As long as it's with within the, in the rules. Fuck. And then, just in case he couldn't get less cool, he ends with.
0: Be cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's the best.
0: This is the worst. This is the worst debut.
1: The best debut. The.
0: Hands down, the worst debut (laughs) in all of wrestling history. Just worse than somebody standing there and simply saying the name Ken Raper. Like it is the worst debut I've ever seen. After like a year of build-up, after all of the fucking mystery, after all of the look at his cool gear, after shopping him out of fucking toy fairs, you've got him looking like this mental warrior from the Outworld. And, and he's just a solid gold twat. He's a little martial he's arts fanboy. He's just a little martial arts fanboy. They went, oh, I like Bruce Lee. Uh, and and they sent him off to Japan to get trained. And now he's learned to wrestle in Japan and also combine it with some martial arts. Uh, and and it, uh, so the 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 other thing that you didn't like quite, I think you might have mentioned it, but uh, I wear this gear and mask. Uh, that and I'm sure he says the mask I wear to the ring, yes. Which he only wears to the ring, despite it being a main part of his fucking appearance. He takes it off to wrestle, uh, but the symbol on his uh, his little Henshin fucking Kamen Rider belt. Um, so he says in Japan they use symbols uh, instead of obviously like a letter based alphabet yes. like ours. Uh, and then he tells us that it's it's meant to represent the universe. Now, after a bit of digging, the symbol is actually known as a Mitsudomoe. Uh, and rather than a linguistic symbol, it's a prevalent symbol across Japan in a certain sect of Buddhism it apparently holds significance as a representation of the cycle of life. But it's mostly tied to Hachiman, the Shinto god of archery and war. So it became tied to samurai warrior clans, family crests, and many aspects of day-to-day existence. So you fucking say it represents the universe when you've literally got the god of war and archery there to be like it's it's a fucking symbol that represents this terrifying god of war and archery no it represents the universe and then you know he's got the Oni shield which is cool but it's just sort of like oh my fucking god how do you drop the ball so hard like it it started to like as at the time it's got to have been super exciting to watch right to sit there to see the build as a young kid and be like, oh my God, it's like a Mortal Kombat character. And then you hear him, Gl- Glacier is a name that was given to me. <laughs> and it's like, like what the Because I'm fuck? really fucking like, slow. Oh my shitting Christ. Like, how do you expect him to get over? And I get that it it adds an element of reality to it where it's like, you know, okay, like he's a real guy. He went and trained in Japan and learned all these martial arts. Only Bischoff knows the types of martial arts he's trained in because Bischoff's the only one calling it during his debut Nitro match coming up. But fucking hell. So shit. You couldn't just get do the kai and tie, keep the mask on him, have somebody else do the voice, pre-record the lines, have him just move his jaw, <laughs> like, like Ole Anderson. Yeah, like I just oh or, man,
1: have him not talk at all.
0: Yeah, you know, make that him cool. Fine. To conquer, here's a thousand and one reasons you shouldn't care about me. Here comes my debut match. It's the line here. I'm a mask
1: moving towards my opponent to conquer that opponent and win at any cost as long as it's within the
0: rules. <laughs> It's just... It's so uncool! Martial arts, but again, yeah, it's uncool. It just goes without saying, right? Like, you've got honor. You're not going to break the rules. You don't need to say that. Yeah. I hope Bubba caves his head in.
1: (laughs) I really hope Bubba fucking caves his head in. (laughs) We're getting Glacier tonight. I'm buzzing. Can't wait. Diamond Alice Page in action next. He clashes with Ice Train. Holy fuck. Is this new music for Ice Train?
0: I can't tell you. I fucking love it. Does it slap?
1: It slaps, because it's like it's got like, a, like an urban beat to it, but you've right. just got the ha, ha of like a train <laughs> that just <laughs> appears in it. And like, this is the coolest representation of Ice Train I've seen in the whole while we've been why, here.
0: Why did they never? Surely these existed in America years before they came over here. You know, you got the Metro Center and I imagine several other uh, shopping mm. centers in the UK. There's a little train that kids can ride yeah, around the shopping center there, for like is. an inflated price, but they drive it around the entire entire... entire shopping center so that parents get hassled nonstop uh why didn't they just get one of those load it full of ice and have ice train drive down but then put a real train horn on it so it's super loud so like your front row seats come with guaranteed partial deafness (laughs) like just and dress him as a train driver yeah give him like a cool train conductor hat instead of a furnace he's just shoveling ice into oh no teddy long will be like shoveling ice into a freezer Mm -hmm. and that just makes it go faster where do we put glazer in all this Glacier, I... Uh, so we, do we tie him to the tracks? We put him on the NWO show is what we do. We <laughs> save that baby. We just put him on the NWO show. So we can do his full entrance. How can they've... you have the NWO running fucking wild at the same time as bringing in Glacier? Well, how? They are. How? They are. How? They it are. It doesn't make any sense. They are. You've got a fantastical, man. Oh, we can't make him too fantastical anymore. He's got to be a real guy that was just a fan of Bruce Lee, but also he kind of looks cool. And now you've got everybody... On the NWO side, just shitting all over everything that's too fake. <laughs> How do you like? Put him in the dungeon of doom for the love of God or something. Give him a chance. <laughs> like, <laughs> make
1: him supposed to be corny. No, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk more about the the other I parts can, of I his presentation. An um, Paige keeps Ice Boy on the back foot for ages until he ice trains up and hits a spine buster. a <laughs> Big old power slam. I do wish he'd go choo-choo as he started powering up. He really should. Sure? Lean the fuck into it. Uh, but then as he's getting back into the match, we cut to the NWO goobers. Now, this bit is hilarious for an additional reason, because they're all stood perfectly still for about half a second, yeah. and then they suddenly all start moving. Like, they've just been told, action. <laughs> And what they're doing is they've are they they've got five or six of them all stood around the merch table and one of them covers them in a police line do not cross tape to stop people from buying WCW merch. It's like a Just Stop Oil protest. While they
0: all jostle like they're in that fucking uh, gang beasts game. <laughs> And then you've got, like, a couple of placards that say, like, who buys this crap? Yeah. <laughs> Which, it, and then they start putting their own merch on the, oh, not yet, not yet, sorry. We, we've cut away to Nearly. them. Really? We've cut away to them. Let's get back to the match.
1: Oh, no, no, because as we are, as we're looking at the NWO goobers commandeering the merch table, we hear a bell sound. The match is fucking finished. We missed the fit. We cut back to the ring to see Nick Patrick holding a towel with Ice Train and Teddy Long looking very angry. Yeah, like, right. They do in their defence. They do show a replay. So what? Happened? With zero
0: commentary over it. Nah, no,
1: exactly. You could explain <laughs> it, but now nah, this is. I don't know whether that's an edit with the network.
0: I don't know. That's just Eric going. What the fuck
1: are you doing? <laughs> <laughs>
0: with the mute button just, just firmly pressed down.
1: Kicking off. Uh, so Ice Train got DDP in the full Nelson. Yeah and teddy long for some reason was on the ring apron yeah uh, which ddp grabs the towel that teddy long was carrying and throws it into the ring and and as wrestling rule dictates because it was teddy long uh, slash ice trains towel being thrown in yeah. despite the fact it was thrown in by ice trains opponent that's a forfeit for ice train <laughs>
0: So DDP wins by forfeit. It's like there's referee discretion on, on all scales in WCW. It's fucking ridiculous. But I guess Nick Patrick is towing the line of I'm just doing my job. Doing my job, boys, just doing my job. As he gets into his brand new Ferrari and does a donut and speeds away. <laughs> while blasting <laughs> I'm not bought out, I'm just do my job. Well
1: done. Ice train looks fucking great. Uh, we get a little promo for Conan going into the break. He's giving Super Callo a shot at the Mexican Heavyweight Championship, which is the AAA title. AAA. Triple AAA. Triple Over his shoulder. I thought it was a nice little thing yeah. to see the AAA title. We come back from the break and... 1, whoa, 2, whoa, whoa. One, two, three, kid.
0: What are you doing here? It can't be. He's got facial hair. I know. It's, it's got to be his him. older brother or something. <laughs> the four, five, six 5, 6 kid. <laughs>
1: Tony Schiavone tells us that that is the gentleman that was called the one two three kid in the W.W. Because it's
0: edited. <laughs> because it's been edited. Because I wish the they'd t- just throw an E in, like just a really pissed off, disgruntled w- e. They make him record it every time. She <laughs> said it every day. E. <laughs> every time.
1: It's the TikTok woman who says the E. Yeah.
0: W.W.E. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, he was released by the WWF. What's he doing here? Larry Zabisco is convinced he's with the NWO. Who knows at this point? Could go either way. <laughs> yep. Well, put a pin in that bad boy, because here comes Conan with Jimmy Hart carrying the Triple R title. He's facing Super Callow. Callow is on Conan from the off. All over him in the ring, flattens him with a suicide dive through the ropes. Conan turns it around with a double underhook superplex, which is wrong. Very, very uh, nice. Callow is fucking wild in this match multiple dives to the outside and a missile drop kick
0: right to the floor he hits with, the floor like a you, fucking sack of the, spuds with a gnarly gnarly landing Jesus wasn't it? Christ he it it, it just fucking stacks it it's just like it's almost like a family guy fall it's like he's there and then he's just here like there's no middle bit you just see him fucking stack it down to the floor he's bad
1: super Callow, fragile spinal cord after that particular one, uh, now the match carries. It's a good, it's a good fun match, but all comes to an end when Conan. No, just... let's cut backstage. Oh, shall we cut backstage? Let's just cut backstage. I don't want to see finishes. Are you sure? Because nobody wants to see night. finishes. Backstage, we've got more NWO goober bullshine. <laughs> so we could do that.
0: Yeah, you know they've got to stand still for another five seconds before we cut to them and then cut back. <laughs> it's a common recurring
1: theme that the NWO lads are just knocking about ringside. Conan does muscle Callow up at one point. He gets it, he nails him with a rolling clothesline. I love Conan's rolling mm. clothesline. Where he does a little roly poly, yeah, nails him the clothesline. It's a nice. Start. That was my favorite. One of my Just favorite moves in WWF New Just
0: really inventive wrestler for the time. Like there's so much coming out of Conan. Because then he follows it up with a package DDT, and a massive sit-out powerbomb. It's like power drop, isn't it? Is that what it's- uh, technically, it's a power bomb because it's, but it's usually off the top rope in you know, it or second rope. You do the big power drop, mm. but I don't know if it's still called the power drop when it's there. A standing power drop. Standing power drop. A standing
1: power drop. Uh, and it's a big win for Conan. Congratulations to you. Uh, Post match, Mike Tenay is ringside getting the scoop from the one-two-three kid as it used to be called. Yes, sitting ringside. Uh, he's heard that Nitro is the hottest show around. He wanted to see it firsthand after he got back from wrestling in
0: Japan. But well, I've been on a plane for... I wanted to be here last night to see War Games, but I couldn't be here last night. See, I've been on a plane. So who won Mr. Tom today? <laughs> he went, well, it was the NWO won the match. And then Larry's night. like, everybody in building knows who fucking won Sean. Everybody knows. Ev- everybody knows who won. This is just proof. And, and the rest of commentary is like, no, it's not, it's not exactly proof. <laughs> I mean, could have just been on a plane. He
1: was very much, he did a very cute, ah, shucks.
0: <laughs> when he had the NWO would one, ah, shucks. My takeaway from Conan's striking ability, though, and especially oh, yeah. seeing some of the spinning kicks and stuff he's been hitting, is they should have given him Glacius gimmick, and they could have called him Ice Cream Conan. <laughs> 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 But if you had the Max Moon, like, gloves with the guns, instead of shooting confetti, it could just shoot balls of ice cream at people. Just like, ba-doom, doom And if you, like, overpower it, and, like, a fan, particular fan's being a dick in, like, Rose Ed, and then, like, you know, like, Conan's up next, ice cream Conan, get going, and then down he comes, and then just ba-doom, they, they point out the guy, and just... Fucking nail him, <laughs> Tiger Driver ninety nine Flake. Would would it make the the brain freeze instant if it hit you with that velocity? I think that's how you play. We it. need Mister Frosty on the case. He's such fun. He makes. Why don't we get Mister Frosty sponsoring Glacier or as a gimmick? You could, have, you could have Mr. Frosty- Throw it Mr. Frosty Glacier. Glacier. <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> not in a box, just clunk. Just a fucking box swatting me. people in the end.
1: Oh, fuck it out. Uh, These are have, shit.
0: Mr. Frosty, Glacier, and Ice Cream Conan. That's a faction not to be <laughs> fucked with. Unless it's the summer, at which point they've got to kind of wrestle in fridges. <laughs> they should have like a backstage boiler room brawl, but in a big meat freezer. <laughs>
1: meat freezer meltdown. Yeah. And then they, but then you've got to throw the opponent out where they
0: melt. (laughs) That's how you win. So and they I come go... back inside and Ice Cream Conan's going like, yeah, through our Glacier. And then it just cuts back outside and they've got like a second set of Glacier's gear. They've quickly rolled him out the way, put his gear down, poured a bucket of water over it. And the camera cuts back and it's like, he's gone. Aww. He's melted. And then, so they, amazing. they scoop it as much as they can back into the bucket and just put it back in the freezer. And then next week, Glacier's back.
1: <laughs> no, better yet, it takes a couple of weeks. <laughs> so for a few weeks, Ice Cream Conan or Glacier is just a bucket that they're carrying around with them. <laughs> like he's nearly ready but like, they have to take him with them to so, like look what you did to our boy look at you massacred our boy i fucking love that throw the bucket at
0: someone in the ring does it count as a run-in yeah if, if you, is it a dq if you get like punched in the face and then we pour glacier's juice all over you <laughs> Does that count as a victory if you down for three seconds for Glacier? And yeah. then how do we get Glacier off? Is there a squeegee? I think you do just... we have to squeegee? And then how do you separate the sweat? Maybe that's how he absorbs other people's skills. Oh shit! Like you face facing Lex, big sweaty Lex Luger, and then you throw you throw Glacier on him, and then you quickly squeegee Lex down while he's unconscious in the ring, and then he gets some of the torture rack ability. No, when you torture rack him, it's a bit like when you when you wring out a, di- a tea towel. <laughs> Oh, and then he could use it when eventually there's a big implosion in their faction fucking love that ice shit. train can just get yeah like wrung out oh
1: fucking yes <laughs>
0: it's fucking money oh ice train could be to that could have been a four-way stable ice train with me- ice train mr frosty glacier ice cream conan Brit- what a fucking team that's the one two cold scorpio eventually yeah eventually
1: we have, yeah. we have we have we have got to yeah.
0: wait for him to come back he, he sort of he, he goes out and spreads the, the 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 cold wrestling message to the wider world <laughs> of wrestling okay. particularly the extreme corners for a while right but then when he's ready he'll come back i mean he's been before and he had a catchy mm. theme tune <laughs> have you seen the the two cold scorpio debut vignettes from like 1992 or 3 for wcw i
1: haven't
0: oh man it, it's like it, uh, in fact, i'm just going to find it i'm just going to find it <laughs> i was
1: Whilst you are, thank you for supporting us on the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. Uh, if you would like to feature in a future episode, you can do by becoming a Patreon. You can also watch these episodes by becoming a Patreon as well, because we film them all. Stick them on the Patreon feed. Uh, so patreon.com forward slash cultaholic if you'd like to support us in that way. Obviously, it's no obligation. These will be free forever but the video version is a little treat for you as a thank you for supporting us and you could become our third man on a future episode of the cultaholic classic nitro review if you join us at patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic. Further details waiting for you about the tier lists and all that good stuff at
0: patreon.com forward slash a cultaholic. Thank you. So if you're listening, if you're listening along at home, you're going to hear it, but I I implore you to dig it out because the video itself is gold. It starts on a basketball hoop in black and white and it pans down to a bunch of kids that are debating whether they're going to skip school or not.
1: Oh, I see where this is going. Okay. So the
0: kids are having a little chat here. This next bit was my alarm tone for ages. So not this. This bit here. Ah! And so Scorpio pulls up in a limo. They miss with the ball. It lands in his limo and he comes out. And then he makes his way out the court, (laughs) absolutely owns this kid, (laughs) dunks on him. They cut to the dunk like five times and he lands. (laughs) It's a game room. So he's like, you're not going to the arcade. I'm going to take you to school. You're not getting in my limo. They're going to step to the school, which by the time they get there will probably be the end of the school day anyway. And then you see uh, a collection of his matches uh, and a bit of entrance stuff. And then you kind of see them keep stepping all the way to school. It's been about a minute and they are barely across the halfway line of the court. So it is going to take all day to get there. Tonight,
1: police are appealing for witnesses after seven <laughs> children went missing, presumably abducted from a playground just before school. A man turned up in a limousine offering to take <laughs> them to school. Uh, police would like anyone in the area to get it's in touch the... on this new crime number.
0: It's just <laughs> that everybody here comes to cold school. That shit got I me out of bed. It. That shit got me out of bed because it's so loud. <laughs> it's so uh, high-pitched. It's just like, fuck, you know, like, wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm
1: sad that we won't get that in the review because it was in the past, but I enjoyed it immensely. <laughs> Scorpio abducting children.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in three years, like a chat bot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: So Mike tonight, um, <coughs> it knows that the 123 Kid is ringside. We've had a chat with him. We'll keep tabs on him for sure. Hugh Morris in action next. He's facing Brad Armstrong. Tony and Larry uh, um, call Hugh uh, the most agile big man they've ever seen. He's up there for sure. Whilst like he's continue- at this point anyway. They also continue to apologize to Sting. I'm oh, so, so sorry, so- Sting. I'm so
0: sorry, So sorry. sorry. We could have just, you know, asked the office where the fuck you were and they would have said he's away in Japan, doing some work in Japan, but we didn't, Sting. We just jumped straight to the conclusion that you were a filthy fucking traitor, and so we threw you under the bus, and we said that you were lower than dirt. We said that you were useless and the company never needed you anyway. We've got Hulk Hogan. Why would we ever need somebody like you? we got Lex Luger. Pretty soon, we'll have the warrior. This and when we got is, the warrior. This isn't helping our
1: apology, Sam.
0: And when we got the warrior, I mean, he was your tag partner anyway. He knows all your moves. We'll just slap some face paint on him that looks a bit more like yours, and we're laughing.
1: Sam, this isn't helping
0: the apology. This is making it worse. We're sorry. There you go. Thank you.
1: <laughs> We've given him lots of reasons to not come back. <laughs> Uh, yeah so um, this is a backdrop to a bit more uh, a bit more storytelling Uh, but Hugh lands no laughing matter takes too long to make the cover Brad rolls him up and gets a shock three count yeah Hugh Morris is livid. Brad Armstrong Brad Armstrong beat Hugh on WCW Saturday night a few weeks prior. Nice. So it's a little story they're bubbling away. Nice. WCW very much feels like AEW does now, where like if you don't watch every single second
0: of the product, then you're punished for it. Yeah, you just kind of get pieces. So yeah. I think it's it's one of those things. Brad Armstrong again, just such a great wrestler in ring, just just needs that additional manager, I think, to go mm. with him once if you need him to get out of this kind of position. He needs a little something. Yeah. He needs a bit of spice. Here we go to hour number two, hosted by
1: Eric Bischoff, Bobby Heenan, and Mike Tanay. Randy is out at the start of the hour for a little bit of a chat.
0: You want to see some photos? Let's show you some fucking photos, guys.
1: Pitches today with his dog. Uh, Today is the one interviewing him because Mean Gene's on International Week. Uh, Today interviews him on the ramp, showing stills from Fall Brawl uh, and the the beating that he took at the end of Fall Brawl. The hands look at Hogan. you, Randy Look
0: how pathetic you are. You look, look at that. Shit there, yeah, they mate. fucking spray painted you again. And Liz. God, aren't you, you divorced? Didn't you spend all your money? Oh, now she's getting spray painted oh. for you. God, you're such a loser, Randy. Gullible. spell that on your back. Uh,
1: Randy Savage says, "Living hard, living fast. Don't know how long I'll last." He's feeding rock bottom. In fact, a million miles below rock bottom. But he says he's got one marble left in his head, and him and that's that... my gimmick. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I was going to say stealing my gimmick in 1996, Randy. Randy Savage then screams to Hogan, exclamation play to play the game with me tonight. <laughs> uh, Hogan drop is drop your comments in the
0: chat, everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there's some calling
0: exclamation point
1: please. Some calling it a fix. Matt Randy Savage says, writing exclamation faster doesn't work. Uh, Hogan is challenged to a match by Randy (laughs) Savage. Uh, Savage then heads to the ring because he's got a match. But then we quickly cut to the car park uh, where the NWO, complete with fake sting, are wearing their lovely new t-shirts and they arrive in a limo with red cups and Hogan is boasting about conquering WCW. And one day
0: they'll call it NWO Nitro. Nobody asks though, is this the real NWO? oh it could be a fake nwo yeah but the reason that you know they are the real nwo is because they've got a limousine that's the giveaway that's the giveaway because the other
1: nwo just have like a pickup truck if the fake nwo i've
0: never seen them to be honest Uh, but i mean if there's a fake sting there's got to be a fake hogan (laughs) there's got to be a fake giant (laughs) just
1: and then there's a fake fake giant well
0: there was a fake giant way back wasn't there in the 80s fake hogan used to wrestle him when he wore the mustard ketchup pants
1: was the fake giant? Yeah, I remember him. I just had a great idea for a gimmick for a for a, for, a, for a UK gimmick.
0: Fake, fake Sting, fake, fake Sting would be great. So you you'd are get the fake, fake Sting. If Blue Cane got fucking done, you'd get slapped so hard with fake, fake Sting.
1: I yeah, I think if I was a wrestler, I think I, I'd hit the hit the
0: Indies as fake, fake Sting. Would your would your shoot kayfabe name be like Beef Storden? <laughs> <laughs> or It'd be Jeff Spout
1: with a G-E-O-double-F. Jeff Butcher. (laughs) Jeff Steve Borden Farmer. (laughs) Fake, fake sting. Jeff Steve Borden Farmer. That'd be the third. (laughs) (laughs) My father was a fake sting before me. (laughs) His father was a fake, fake sting before him. Uh, Savage faces Scott Flash Norton here. And Savage, he's just so excited tonight. He just starts the match on the rampway. Yeah, it all kicks off. Axe handles him to the outside. Scraps with Scott until Flash shuts him down with a rather crisp Samoan drop. No one gets a lot of offense in here. Yeah, from from here he dominates Randy from here. Power slams, a lovely shoulder breaker. Savage has a bit of a gammy arm at one point. Yeah, He pushes through though. Fucking clatters Flash with two steel chair shots to the head. Hello, CTE, I've been expecting you. Threatens
0: the ref with the chair as well. Yeah, it's sort of like, match has called off, Scotty wins it.
1: But then, as Savage is going to the back, Nick Patrick stands in the way and is just waving him down. Yeah. So Savage fucking throws Patrick into the ring. Post. <laughs> the crowd pop for it
0: as well. Well, happy that, to see Patrick getting dastardly. Nick Patrick. He's already fucked up one match tonight. He deserves it. Horrible little bastard, Nick Patrick. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Uh, it's all right. He's gonna go cry into his bags of money that Hulk Hogan gave him. Sorry that he just came into
1: as he does donuts in yeah. his Cadillacs catt- Ford. Is for which, uh, which he just came into, <laughs> just
0: like found me and Gene
1: it on the way home. <laughs> Savage is facing Hogan and Halloween havoc, as just as the gypsy woman said all those months ago. Uh, big Bubba into the break tells Glacier, Wax on, wa- wax off, won't work in WCW. They're fighting now. Fuck them up, Bubba. Fuck Do em America out. proud. Oh. It is time for the WCW Nitro debut of Glacier.
0: There it is. Blue Snow. Oh my god, is it snowing indoors? Oh shit. It's <laughs> exactly on my dipping and as, as as choreographed as his entrance is is how choreographed this match is.
1: Every single step he takes is is planned, meticulous to the it's point. It's gotta be, because
0: he's swinging some fucking wild mm. legs. Like, if he nailed you, you're out. Like, if he catches you with one of them legs. So it's it's surely got to have that additional level of, like, planning that goes into it as a match. But it just comes off, like, because the blue lights stay on. It's yeah, like the, the OG Sin Cara. We
1: also get a little bit of snow falls as the match starts. Yeah. Right? So I thought it was quite nice. Which is it? Real snow. snow? Is it just torn up paper? It might. I imagine it'd be that fake snow that you. Yeah, because it's, it's got to have, have melted
0: or been able to have been brushed up. Oh, it'll
1: be fake snow. Yeah, it'll be fake snow. He bought it from like an entertainment company. Don't they make isn't? it with
0: like salt? Is do they? Yeah, I'm sure they use salt for it. Is because it it's it got the consistency. It's a very, there? very salty, salty <laughs> arena. <laughs> Standard for and jeans use it, not even you? there this time.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's why he's not there. <laughs> He's over there. They've given him a sieve. Like, no, what happens is what happens is Bobby Heena goes to Eric goes. I
0: swear it's hey, I love innocent. the fact that we've got snow falling
1: from the arena, and he's like, "We didn't plan
0: snow." That's, that's oh, pace. shit, Gene, no! They're just facing the team from Kentucky up on the rafters. <laughs> they're all wearing like matching gang jackets and like clicking their fingers. <laughs> the only thing they click it. <laughs> So,
1: in a, under a blue light, Glacier fights Big Bubba. And
0: the blue light as well means I can't even attempt to find a vein to shoot up to possibly enjoy the match. <laughs> yeah. Which is just extra cruelty.
1: Glacier martial arts the shit out of Big Bubba. He does. Is. It's and
0: impressive. He, I mean, you can't say it's not impressive. It's he, fucking impressive. He moves and wrestles like a Mortal Kombat yeah. character. Which I think is excellent attention to detail. Yeah, like, he he's literally just swinging fucking wild arms and legs, but, like, in, in such a convincing manner. Mm. Uh, Bubba gets a sidewalk slam. Glacier springs back up like it doesn't even hurt. Does some
1: more martial arts shit before landing a side, a spinning sidekick for the one, two, three. God love Bubba making Glacier look fucking brilliant.
0: Glacier might all also be the only wrestler I've ever seen. I mean, Undertaker technically counts, I guess, to a degree, but it's not really a Cory. He just walks out slowly and walks in slowly. But, like, he might be the only wrestler I've ever seen that has an exit as well as an entrance. Yes. Because he just stands there and dances but while throwing... Like, basically, you're just seeing a, a, a live-action recreation of his teaser trailer, where he's just fucking throwing all these moves as it snows, and he stands in a laser circle. They really, <laughs> they give it all. They, it's the most 90s gimmick. Where It's like, what else can we add? Indoor snow, and what else? Blue lights, and what else? We've got to take this up to the next level. Fucking guys, guys, I've got it. After, like, seven weeks, and there's just all this. They're not being allowed to leave... Atlanta headquarters it's just all these like Chinese takeaway boxes everywhere and so I fucking got it what blue laser <laughs> blue
1: fucking laser three people were blinded tonight at WCW's show television event
0: <laughs> after the debut of a shit character Ted Turner stood behind two way mirror and you just see the lights go on the door just unlocks you never see him but the lights go on you see his outline and then the door and and the writers are finally allowed to see their (laughs) family two of them's wives have left them welcome home boys (laughs) welcome home boys
1: (laughs) uh okay i know like okay the promo earlier was hilarious because it really ruined any mi- early mystique about glacier it's, i th- i enjoyed it's, this it's humanized him entirely too much i think you have a really fun presentation yeah but a very limited offering here
0: yeah there's not it's, much it's, you can do with this it's sort of uh, which is why glacier is gonna kind of come to a glacial speed halt <laughs> yes. soon. uh because it's not like he's not gonna keep pushing forward But eventually, you can't just keep doing the same thing. No. And eventually, he's going to stop having the the ice symbol on his uh, forehead or like above his eye, and he's just going to start looking like a bloke who's out there just in in normal gear. Like, but like, well, spicy gear, but kind of normal gear. Mm. Yeah. After the break, doesn't even get to keep the blue lights, Tom. I think that's for the best. I can't believe it. (laughs) You're witnessing the dissolution of this podcast right now.
1: (laughs) Only now. (laughs) I've put up with a lot of shit from you over the years. (laughs) But I'm not having this. Speaking of dissolution, Sting is here. Oh! Now, this was really well done, right? He enters the ring to talk about his recent actions. And he does so with his back to the hard cam. He does. Which was, although Eric Bischoff very much...
0: Says it seven times. Yeah. He's got his back to us. Hey, hey, well, he's got his back to us, guys. And then you go back to him after this segment and he's like, and he had his back to us.
1: (laughs) Just needed it at the end, Eric. Uh, Sting has his back to the hard cam. He is addressing the crowd. Uh, about how WCW and his friends doubted him with the NWO invasion. Sting says he's given his blood, sweat, and tears for WCW. <coughs> for those who never doubted the Stinger, he says, I'll stand by you if you stand by me. He's still going to keep doing it for the little Stingers. Or them little Stingers. Or them Lil Stingers. Everyone else in WCW who did doubt the stinger, you can stick it. And where have we heard that before? You fans can stick it, brother. Yeah. From now on, I consider myself a free agent. They don't touch on the you can stick it, but they'll touch on, he had his back to us. Mm. But that doesn't mean you won't see the stinger again. I'm going to pop in from time to time when you least expect it. And with that, he slaps fans' hands and leaves.
0: So not only is Sting so lazy that he didn't fucking bother showing up last week, he actually says uh, during the course of this this little diatribe of his, Mister Borden, uh, he says well, he cries actually about his friends turning their backs on him. Then he admits he went into hiding because he initially heard all of this rumblings about Sting turning like turning tail and Luger going after him, and Luger knows where he hangs out and works out, and so Sting is on a flight to like California and so he goes into hiding which means he didn't even go to Japan shirking further responsibilities doubling down on the laziness uh when he could have again just picked up the phone and gone yeah I'm just in fucking California check the office check with the office I'm gonna go to Japan lads weird and the thing is Sting's
1: argument is why should they ever question me I'm upset they even thought about questioning me. Yeah, a guy who looks exactly like you is acting very evil. And you're nowhere to be found. You're not answering your phone. Like, as great as you are for the company, can you maybe
0: see why they questioned it? It's the 90s. Get a fucking pager, Steve. Come on. (laughs) The thing is, as well, looking back on this, it's a bit of a mess. Because first you hear the Japan excuse, and then it's like, well, I was flying to California. And it's like, okay. And then I wanted to hide it, okay. And then I came back, all right. Um, but you can kind of like through hindsight, I guess now you can explain away all of that crap. with just like, well, it's uncertainty about whether he's actually going to join the NWO. And that I think is annoying, but it, 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 yeah, it's so many holes. It's almost like he's become the Luger of the situation with himself. Whereas Luger used to be kind of like, Sting's like, I trust him implicitly. He's the guy. And then as well for Sting to be like, how dare you question my judgment? As you were saying, it's like Sting. You're not, like, above human suspicion here, like, at all, given the situation. But also, everybody's fallible. Everybody, yeah. everybody fucks up. Everybody change, has a change of heart. Uh, and so, you just, just you know, pick up the phone. It's the human condition. Yeah. You're on a plane in the 90s in America. All American movies in the 90s told me that uh, planes had a phone. It, yeah, it cost a lot of money, but you just bill it back to the office. And you're telling me at no point
1: did you ring America? During your time away, well, he was in America. He was in California, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, exactly. I just so he lied to his family by saying he was going to Japan. Really, he was just hanging out in California, probably just hitting up like Venice Beach or something. Hogan go to the Rainbow, hanging out with Lemmy. You know, how dare you, Steve? (laughs) How dare you? Where do you get off? Where do you get off? Um You know what you should do? You should just get out of the ring and go sit up there and think about what you've done. maybe go watch the go watch a movie like the Crow <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can watch that and fucking calm down you weirdo <laughs> it's I always love wrestlers who've done nothing wrong, but take fucking ages to to to, to tell you've done yeah. nothing wrong. It happens in NXT with Carmelo Hayes Disney and Trick World, Williams guys? Carmelo <laughs> Hayes spent all show on NXt other week going I'm gonna get trick Williams to the ring and I'm gonna tell him the truth yeah. So, like, he gets up to it, and like, right at the end of the night, he's in the ring for three minutes with Trick, and he goes, Right, you want to know whether I did it or not? Well, and they're interrupted. like, Mate, you've if you didn't do it, just say, didn't do it, mate. You've mistaken identity.
0: <clears throat> God, exhausting. My brain just went off on one. I was just imagining Sting just, like, sitting at the Magic Castle in full gimmick. Just at a table with, like, a little jacket on, getting wowed by, like, a table magician. Or he's just in the Hollywood Bowl, like, watching a band in full gimmick. Just, like, sitting there, like, all these people just in normal clothes, and he's like, wow. The dire straits are so cool. But then... <laughs> Look at Mark Knopfler go! And he's just mouthing along the Sultans of Swig while his phone's going ape shit. And he's just like, I'm off the clock. But WCW is such a big deal. Knopfler <laughs> would have gone, hey Stinglad, sorry
1: to hear you've joined the NWO. And I was like, <laughs> what? I haven't! Well, that's what well, happened on Nitro. I was like, did it? Fuck! Why did no one ring me from the orifice? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking it hell. White meat baby faces! The Jarrah bags. The Jarrah bags! The golden bags! Marcus Bagwell and Chris Jericho. The We're, bag seekers. With a fun <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're looking for money. No, they're, they're just they're seeking bags. <laughs> they just like bags. They just like the, the bags for like. That's for a cool life. backpack.
0: Hold on, just hang on. And he goes into the crowd. Where'd you get that backpack from, dude? <laughs> they don't steal them, they just admire them. Just holds it up. That's How? 50 litres, you say? It's That's a day. big bag.
1: There's a lot of zips at the front.
0: Oh, is it on zip and it gets bigger at the bottom? Whoa. Oh. It's nice, that. See, I, I need my, one of them.
1: I put my keys in the front bit because they wouldn't think to look there. Yeah. Oh, I like that. But the the bag seekers are facing Ric Flair and Arne Anderson, or are they? Well, because they don't come out for ages. It turns out they're backstage trying to coax Elizabeth to come down to the ring with them. But Elizabeth is just simply too scared to go out to the ring in case the NW commentary Oter was enough.
0: commentary was right about Liz. She shouldn't be out there. <laughs> you know, this it, was it Heenan was just oh, who was it came out and just basically ran Liz down in front of Woman. Oh, was he? Oh, no, it was, it Jimmy, was Jimmy Hart. Hart. Jimmy, was Hart. Jimmy, Hart was a right. Jimmy Hart was mannequin Jimmy Hart was bright. Look, look at her. She's like, I'm scared to go and get spray painted again. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen to you. They're actually more closer to you backstage than than where where they are toward the ring. You're better off near the <laughs> ring where you got Flair and Arne to look after you. Yeah.
1: You'd have thought. And like
0: 15,000 other people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arne then says, leave her back here. It's time to go to work. Uh, so Arn and Flair goes to the ring with just a woman. And then there's one, two, three kid. He's at ringside. And he's got a big old comedy button that he presses. Burp. And as he does, NWO flyers rain down from the
0: rafters. Now, what a fucking way to debut. Yeah. Like you get the kind of big reveal where it's played off a little bit, but it's quite clear he's there for the NWO. Because what else is he going to be doing there? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like dressed all in black with a break on through shirt, Jim Morrison's face, some sunglasses, looking cool as fuck. And then he gets to stand up, press a big comedy button and it rains fucking flyers. And not only does it rain flyers, the fans begin to bowl said flyers up and throw them in the (laughs) ring at fucking Ric Flair. (laughs) I don't know how they didn't break their necks. Yeah. Like the, the amount of time, like the ref doesn't clear the ring at all. I don't know if that's just not encouraged people
1: throwing more or what. It was just, it was asking for trouble. The match begins with the flyers still falling. And then once they stop falling, like you say, it's replaced with people balling up the flyers and throwing them oh, in the ring. Yeah. You know, the crowd just getting a taste for it here. Uh, and and they wrestle whilst having basically scrunched up white paper for and, it at and them. And God help you if you end up outside the ring because you're closer to the fans. <laughs> and so they throw more at you. <laughs> During the match, we have the NWO outside the building celebrating with the new boy, the 123 Kid and fake Sting. Giant turns up with the most 1996 looking stereo I've ever seen. I believe he stole it from a building site. Um, Now, he plays something on here. I believe he plays either Sting's message from earlier Or something that fake Sting has recorded. I don't know, because these fucking dickheads just talk all over it. So
0: it's a completely useless segment, because we've already established, you know, Sting is not with the NWO. It's a fake Sting. We've Mm. had this told to us about 11,000 times now, and it happened at the end of the pay-per-view. But there was a lead-in, I believe, with fake Sting doing a promo, and it was real Sting's voice. But it was a recording of real Sting's voice. And so, I know they said Big Show, The Giant... Uh, stands there with uh, the the tape player and plays it just to be like, oh, see, it was definitely us all along, right. guys. Right. At least I think that's what it was.
1: It's hard to t- again because they yeah. just talk all over it. Yeah. So you, you, and they're all just sh- I can't hear what they're saying <clears throat> except Hogan at the end. It just cuts through like a knife. Sting is now stunk. <laughs> I was like, cheers. Thanks for that, Hogan. It works if you call him stink. Yeah.
0: Or like stung. Sting has been stung.
1: Maybe maybe he did you've, say you've, sting you've is now a, stung. You've done a
0: st- sting on him. Maybe he did say stung.
1: It did sound like he said stunk, but stung would have made he more sense. He said stunk. You know he sting said stung. Don't give him credit. You're a big smelly giant. <laughs> big smelly old man. Anyway, woman it's cheap. Not <laughs> it's not hot. It's not hot. God, that's a great fit, that is. Anyway, woman <coughs> cheap. Uh, uh, Rakes Bagwell's eyes during a pin attempt. It leaves him open to a lovely crisp arm DDT and a figure four for the win. Jericho gets a couple of bits in here with arm, with flair, but it's Bagwell that eats the pin at the end. So just a showcase for the leaders of the
0: horsemen. Although, you know, Bagwell and Jericho, when they do get offence in, they work well together, I think, as a team, as an odd pairing, but it works, kind of. But at the same time, I mean, you know, they're two of the more dynamic performers on the roster. Uh, Bagwell, it's just... It's quite amazing how in about three years' time, it's going to be like, what happened? Mm. (laughs) Obviously, there's a major injury that comes and kind of limits a lot of the in-ring high-flying stuff. But a lot of the rest of it, the rest of that sort of presentation around Marcus Bagwell at this point, just seems to disappear completely, and Buff becomes his entire identity. It feels as like a person. It's weird.
1: Yeah, he he swaps out a lot of the high-flying stuff for more personality-based stuff. Uh, we come to the main event. Uh, the horsemen are back out. It's Mongo and Benoit this time. They're meant to take on Lex Luger and Sting as punishment for being shit in war games. However, bloody Sting's gone. And now uh, where I'm staying. And Luger, whose fault it was, I've now decided.
0: They fucking decided at the start of the show. It's but, all Luger's I, they, fault. They won't me over with that yeah. argument. Uh, it's Just, a ha- if it all goes wrong, blame it on Luger. If in, blame Luger. If WWF win this week in the ratings, fucking Luger's fault. Probably Luger's fault isn't it. Yeah,
1: it's definitely Luger's fault.
0: You know, if uh, if it rains tomorrow and I'm supposed to be playing golf, it's fucking Lex Luger.
1: <laughs> Anything bad that happens
0: to you <laughs> over the forthcoming weekend, Just blame Lex Luger. Blame Lex Luger. It makes things easier. It really does. You know, you accidentally caused a really horrible situation. Uh, blame Lex Luger. Blame Lex it wasn't Luger. Wasn't me. It was Lex Luger. Yeah, it's always fucking Lex yeah. Luger. Um, Luger gives the gives
1: the old college try, but uh, Benoit and Mongo actually do take a bit of a pasting from him for a bit.
0: Yeah, he he proper Lex Luger's up, uh, <laughs> and then he um, oh, he gets on the Lex Express, shall I say? Uh, and he gets back to his feet. He knocks Mongo back. He uh, takes Benoit a task. He gets Benoit on the torture rack. But then. On and Flair hit the ring. Now, he fights them off briefly, but then he just gets completely overwhelmed. Oh, it's four on one.
1: It's a DQ, and Lex is swamped by the horseman. That'll teach you for for, for starting World War II, Lex. And then,
0: and then we cut out to the the weirdest NWO segment we've had so far, I think, out of all of them, and that's that they're all in the limousine, kind of jokingly pretending that Sean Waltman's a kid still, uh, and that they're going to get him backstage tickets to next week because Hogan can pull some strings. And it's just really, really odd. But it's sort of, it cements the fact that, that you know, we've got Waltman now in the NWO as six. Uh, and that, you know, they're all there with Ted and it's all gonna, you know, we see the inside of the limo though, for the first time. It's a very fancy limo. It is a very
1: fancy limo. Um, it's I've realized it must just be me because I, at home, I struggle if like there's someone talking on the radio and then someone's talking on the TV, mm. and there's two different. Fo- I, I struggle. I I, I have to I focus on focus one, on the one of them. Yeah, I can't do it. And like here, uh, there's so much fucking story and conjecture. Like so, Hogan is trying to do this bit where he's saying, "Hey, they're kind of jokingly be like, we're going to beat them <laughs> Savage next week because yeah. everybody else is in Japan." So let's all beat up Savage next week. But over the top of this, Bischoff's going, oh, I've, I've just been told that the one, two, three kid is now called Six. His name is Six. We he's have not, to call him not,
0: Six. We've got Hogan going, we're going to beat up Savage next week because everybody else is in Japan. Six. And then and then Bischoff just going, I've just heard that we've got Hogan versus Savage next. Just imagine if we were was saying the exact same uh, shit. So bad. Also, <laughs> they're watching Nitro on a little
1: telly, like a little car telly, Presumably powered by Batches in 96. But because Nitro is live, the nature of it, the on the telly is the cameraman filming them looking at the telly, and on the telly is another little telly and another little telly forever. Yeah. I always like that shit. I love that. Little telly's forever. Uh, so the But they're, so they're all basically, because all the other WWE guys are in Japan, uh, well, presumably they'll be in Japan, or they'll all be accused of joining the NWO next week, because fuck you, logistics.
0: No, Lex Luger will take it out on all of them and say they're all fake, so they'll all go into hiding. Um, and that'll be it
1: maybe Lex thinks Japan is the NWO
0: maybe the, la- the last shot of the night we see is hilarious
1: it's Lex Luger just on the canvas all beaten up and sad
0: yeah, yeah. but that's what he deserves because he lost at war games because he made me say the Pyongyang when I meant he, exactly how dare you do that to Tom it's your fault how dare you your but fault. also you know it, it's just it's just funny that they're kind of pinning the blame on him and it's his fault that the NWO is now po- probably going to have their own show
1: All Lex's faults. Uh, That was a nitro. Sean Waltman's now in the fold.
0: Yeah, it was an exciting, if random, Nitro. A hell of a debut for Watman. I loved the fucking visual of the reigning flyers. Mm. I loved all of the the balled-up flyers getting thrown in the ring, especially because most of them said, like, who buys this crap, and all had, like, a lot of derogatory things about WCW on them. Uh, so that felt like a bit of a revolution-type moment. The kind of closing shot of them all laughing in the limo was pretty cool before we cut to Lex, which was the best shot of all. Yes, because he fucking deserves
1: this. <laughs> Lex, how dare you? How dare you, How Lex? dare you? It's your fault this podcast has now
0: finished. If my render fails later, I'm going to find <laughs> where you are, and I'm going to just look at you in the eye, and I'm going to go, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> He's at the
1: Sound Driver on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter together. We're at Lex Luger on Twitter. Don't forget to join
0: us. We're, We're in a table. Just heard his time time name time is Six. <laughs> His name is Six. I'll get backstage passes. Don't worry, kid. Call him Six. We'll get get backstage. I'll take you to... Six. Billionaire Ted's going to sort out. It's fucking Six. (laughs) Get Ice Cream Conan out here immediately.